Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, gangsters? We're back for another episode of Dishcast. It is the 19th of august 2020 and what's up how's it going done uh done 14 of these the 14th one 14 who knew who knew i really thought there'd probably be more than that at this point i wonder how many weeks i've missed considering i started sort of the first week of lockdown i think i did a podcast and if I'd done one every week, that would have only been two months ago. So I guess it's <laughs> one every kind of, uh, on average, one every three weeks. But, you know, if you're listening, <laughs> hopefully you appreciate the uh, the mild consistency there's been. But uh, what's been going on? Hey? Um, Jesus Christ, my fucking gum. <laughs> God damn this. You know... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a wisdom tooth or it's just when you fucking. I was just outside. I was outside with my brother. We we're listening to Ricky Gervais. I got into uh, the original XFM series podcast series of Ricky Gervais, Steve Emerge, and Carl Pilkington, and they're all fucking you know clowning around. We're listening to that. I'm drinking my home brews. Got a bunch of golds ready. Got them on the side. Got them going. Smoking endless rollies. Fucking next day, Jesus Christ! I don't know what the fuck I did. Maybe it was just the rollies smoking. It can't be good. It's just, it's just not good for your gums, is it? It can't be good for them. But yeah, since then, that was I guess it was last Thursday. This is Wednesday. It's nearly a week now. It's just been fucking killing me. We were like, you know, anyone's got any good remedies in the gum department? Send them in, Mac, uh, Dishboy Max at gmail.com all I've been doing is swishing about gargling fucking salt water it's not like it's sort of like half gum half cheek we're talking like above the gum it's like a really fucking awful pain you know can't eat anything sharp I mean I still have been and regretting it after but like trying to sleep is fucking terrible I heard I, someone told me tooth and gum pain is like the worst of the pains because it's like the nerves are so close to your brain. So they haven't got far to travel. So you feel them quicker. I don't know how true that is. It's probably some bollocks, but, but yeah, I've had that going on. 
which isn't really the reason why I haven't recorded. It's just my days off didn't align. I'd rather have it on like a Tuesday, Wednesday or a Monday, Tuesday, but my days off were fucking Friday, Saturday. So um, just didn't just didn't feel like doing it last week. Yes, I did do it. No, I didn't. No, didn't, did I? No. Um, fucking edited. And I did that segment last week about how much I hate Bridget Jones. Did that. It was like five minutes just going off on one about Bridget Jones. And I'm practicing Adobe Premiere, so I like edited sort of like funny clips into it and made a sort of little video. You know, put it up, upload it. No problems for about four minutes. And then I get copyright claimed. Which I don't know why. I mean, it's, it was clearly fair use. It's just, and there's not even like there's any ads running on it. It's got like six views. But no, the Bridget Jones people, they have to scoop that up. Put it on Facebook. Facebook don't even bother copyright claiming it by the company. It just gets taken down straight away. So that was obviously annoying. So I appeal it. You can send in an email like, hey, you know, this is probably fair use. I'm, I'm quite new to this, but I don't know. Just go on the YouTube form. Fucking, I think this is fair use. For anyone who doesn't know, fair use, like as long as your, vis- vis- your video, if it's using someone else's video, and so in this case, it was clips from the film Bridget Jones's Diary from the year of 2001. Um, and I sort of chopped up and edited it into mostly just the visuals. You know, the audio wasn't necessary because I was just sort of talking over it. Um, as long as you change enough of it and you change it enough where it's a now a different product, you know, it's transformative. That's the key word, transformative. Then you should be fine. It's the reason video essays... And, uh, you know, like funny memes and stuff can get away with it because it's like a different, as long as you get a different experience from the video than you would have done with the original clip, then, you know, it's fair use, isn't it? It's fucking fair use, but I guess not because I peeled it and they said no. So it's not fair use. It's total bollocks. (laughs) Like, so now they could run ads on it um, and get any sort of, monetization revenue from that and me who hasn't even got monetization i can literally get like six views on my videos on youtube which is fine you know it's all good very early days i get that and i don't even upload very often so you know what do i expect really but i can't i can't put videos on but if they want to they can um even though it is i I feel that it is fair use what am i gonna do take fucking the bridget jones fucking uh, studio to court over it. No, I've got the resources to do something like that, and it wouldn't be worth it for me because I'd lose money. Even if it did turn out to be uh, in my favour, I suppose they could pay for damages. But it's such a long process, especially in a pandemic. Really, isn't the uh, <laughs> really isn't priority at the moment. Um, fucking ordered a tapestry off Amazon. You know, I was just talking to someone about how you literally, there's just no wonder Jeff Bezos had $100 billion before the pandemic, and now he's looking at like $184 billion post-pandemic, and he earned like $13 billion in one day, apparently. Because I just, I'm constantly ordering shit. Like, and I mean, the convenience alone. The convenience alone of Amazon Prime. I literally, I thought yesterday morning... I thought, 
you know, that wall looks a bit blank. What if I had one of them, what if I had a tapestry to hang on it? What if I, what if I could just put one of them up? Look like a trust fund kid. Look like a kid who's just got into smoking weed. And I thought I'll just get one of them. Fucking next day it comes. Something as fairly niche as a tapestry can just arrive at your house. No wonder the high streets are going down. What am I going to do? Drive all the way into town? Look for a tapestry? I don't know what, what shop would sell them. Like maybe like that one hippie shop in towns. <laughs> you know the one that you walk past and just smells of incense. <laughs> just fucking hits you as you walk by. Yeah, that's the hippie shop. You know, they sell those sort of... Uh, I think they're called like granddad shirts. You know, the shirts with no collars on. They're just... It's like a it's like a shirt, but the the buttons go down halfway, no collar. In that sort of hippie, or like tapestry esque design, you know, like Indian style. You know, there's like flowers and eyeballs and shit all over. I used to have when I used to have dreads. I used to love those shirts because they're fairly comfortable, and it make you feel like a hippie. We're walking around, fucking yeah, wearing my shirt from the the local tapestry bullshit incense shop that also sell. Also sell Rizzler. <laughs> also sell Rizzler roaches and raw under the under the desk. Yeah, I'll have that with my incense, please. A couple of raws. Well, because they know they know what it's for. People know what those shops are really about. The trust fund kid with his first test. So I've got that now. And it's just there. <laughs> Looking at it now, it's a bit shit. It was like the cheapest one. It's pretty big. It does cover most of the wall, but yeah, I don't really know why I needed that. <laughs> you just buy shit. I don't even want. I don't even need. I went to a. Oh my god. I was in a. I totally could have like gone all out and just bought useless things today. I was at a car boot sale. If you're not from the UK, a car boot sale is an excuse for like anyone who's got a car boot. And all the random shit from their house. They just... Everyone comes together. Put it on a lawn. And... Or a big field. Everyone's comes together. People walk around. And there's just a bunch of... Shit. Useless items. DVDs. That's the thing I noticed most. So I went to this car boot sale. And I'm with my aunt. And she's specifically looking for plates and stuff. Because that's where we went. She wanted to look for plates. And with my granddad as well. We all, we're all there. And it is fun because there's all this, you know, when I was a kid, going to a car boot sale was like a, a huge big deal, you know, because there's loads of shit there for kids. I'm going to bother my dad to get me a a new super soaker <laughs> or an old super soaker. But the thing, one of the, there's just so much like, how did that even end up here? Oh, so many coffee machines, I noticed. Um, there was this dude who was just selling cables, you know. He had these like mushroom trays, you know, the blue trays with the with all the holes in. Um, like three tables covered in these mushroom trays, all just filled with cables. Fucking cables for what? And no, and no, nowhere did it say what these cables were for, and whether or not you could buy the, you know, the electrical item they go for separately, or maybe next to him is flogging that, you know, and you got to make two different separate purchases, but. <laughs> Like that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty niche. I don't think he was doing that well. It's just this, also there was this constant hustle and bustle. Like you can't take too long looking at a table because there's this dude next to you who's like trying to get close to you, 
and everyone's just sort of chatting shit all the time. Like, oh, I ain't got one of them. Oh, I could do with one of them. Oh, how much is this, mate? 50, uh, 50p. I'll give you 25. It's like, so why are you haggling? If it's 50p, it's 50p. Who's haggling that much? <laughs> but yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't end up getting anything. I could have done with like a side table. Um, I could do with a new hat because I bought a new hat recently. It's like a vintage Reebok hat. Doesn't fit my fucking head. So if I got a haircut, I've got my hair's kind of long at the moment. Maybe that was the issue, but I've got one hat that I bought from Tesco, which I always wear, and it's got like a it's so fucking the velcro at the back so fucked that I have to have a safety pin in it. I've been wearing been wearing this for a few years because when, when I had dreads, I didn't need to. I couldn't wear a hat, so I thought once I've shaved them off to hide this monstrosity underneath, I'm gonna need to. Because I just look terrible with a shaved head. Fucking terrible. <laughs> when you go from dreads to a shaved head, it's a real shock to the system. So I thought, well, I'll buy, buy a hat, and it's just the same hat that I've had since then. And it's been about, it's probably about four or five years now, and it's just absolutely fucked. I wear it every day at work and at home, and on my days out and my days off. So it's a. Uh, could do a, could do with a new one, but not, you know you know where the place to not get a new hat is a fucking car boot sale because everything there is secondhand. I need a brand new hat, you know. I need to go to, go to a shop where you buy things firsthand. And I've looked on Amazon, <laughs> but you know you don't want to buy hats from online really because this is what happened with my fucking Reebok hat game and it doesn't fit. Twenty pound that was. Sorry if I'm talking a bit slower today. My yeah, like I said, my gum really, really playing up. I just had a bit of water in it, just like right a fucking owl, just a bit of an owl. Right, what else is on the agenda? So I've talked about the tapestry, talked about my gum, talked about car boot. Well, you know, we'll make it. We'll make it a quick one. I'll just talk about how I watched that fucking. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's the Peanut Butter Falcon. It's a film starring Shia LaBeouf and this uh, lad who with Down syndrome. It's uh, Shia LaBeouf. This lad is really wants to be a wrestler. He lives in like a cow home, escapes, runs off, runs into Shia LaBeouf, and they sort of form this kind of brotherhood friendship type deal. Shia LaBeouf plays sort of homeless guy. He they're like very similar. If you ever see, um, what's it called? American Honey or Honey something? Not Honey Boy. There's two different Shia LaBeouf films with the word honey in. It's the one with the girl with the dreads in it. I can't remember what it's called. American Honey, I think it's called that. And he just plays this sort of homeless drifter type with like past demons, you know, a real Charlotte Buffy role where he's sort of like stoic, but also like cool and charismatic. I just fucking love him so much. <laughs> I think he's probably my favorite, one of my favorite actors, Charlotte Buff. Um, always had my eye on him in terms of like quality acting. You know, even when he was in Even Stevens, there was something like um, interesting about him. Holes as well. And I think I've already talked about Honey Boy on this podcast. I think I talked about that a few months ago. But yeah, really, really good. Um, it was not like particularly challenging in any way. You know, it's not like a really deep film. It's just like a nice sort of... Um, I wouldn't even call it that lighthearted, actually, because there's some dark moments in it, like... the. Shia LaBeouf owes some money to these two rednecks and they're sort of following them across country and there's moments where it's like, it's a bit like, whoa, that's, is this going to happen? Is this going to go down? 
And I won't tell if it does, but maybe it does. Hey? And there's moments in it, like Dakota Fanning's in it. Dakota Fanning? Can't remember. Dakota Johnson? The one from Fifty Shades, she's in it. And she plays the love interest with Shia LaBeouf. And she's pretty good. She's pretty good. I mean, I found like the the hook between Zach and Shia LaBeouf or Tyler. That was like the best thing about the film. So when it digressed about that story, it was like weak because it didn't seem very realistic. She would just um, go along, go along with what's going on, you know, in moments. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, check it out if you get a chance. The Peanut Butter Falcon, what it's called. Also, the uh, Thomas Hayden Church is in it as well. He's a really good actor. He's in uh, Spider Man Three. <laughs> No, he's in, he's, in, he's in some good stuff as well. Nothing that I could remember at the moment, but he's in some good stuff. Also, I spent... Oh, shit, I fucking forgot I was going to talk about... I watched Umbrella Academy. You know, I've seen Series 1. I watched that when it first came out, and I remember thinking, this is fine. If you've seen Umbrella Academy, it's about, like... It's kind of like Dark X-Men, but, like, they're all siblings, and they all don't get along, and they're all... It's like dysfunctional family of superpowers... And then their dad, their eccentric billionaire dad dies and they all have to come back together and they've all since grown apart. And uh, one of them is like a drug addict and one of them's like still living there and one of them's gone off on their own and one of them doesn't have powers. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of like X-Men, but like, yeah, you know. And I remember thinking it was kind of fine, but I watched series two, which is on Netflix now, and it was like way better. Way better. If you've watched Series 1 and you didn't enjoy it that much, or you watched a few episodes of Series 1, you could probably just jump into Series 2 without seeing Series 1, I think. Because the story, I won't spoil it. Well, alright, I'll spoil it. If you haven't seen Series 1, uh, you can either keep listening or not. But there's a time jump, so they all leave, and they end up in the 1960s, like spread across the 1960s, and five, the kid, who's actually like 60... He is the one who's trying to gather everyone together because there's another doomsday happening. So it's kind of it's, it's almost a comically recycled plot from the first series. You know, it's got that same urgency about it. Like we've got ten days to do this thing, and I need to get everyone, everyone back together again. And some of them have been living there for like two years. You know, like Klaus, the the guy uh, Robert Sheehan. He started a cult now, and uh, the, uh, the the one with the I can't remember her name, the one who can tell people what to do. She's like part of the, um, like, you know, movement back then, and she's working in the barbershop, and she's married and shit. Um, so he has to get all of them back together. So it's kind of the same again, but like all the characters, it's just way more interesting this time round. Plus, Ellen Page's character isn't as like insufferable as she was the first series. That was one of the biggest things I had about the first series of Umbrella Academy. Like, she's the character Ellen Page's character. She didn't have any superpowers and she'd just written a book about how she had to grow up with all these other students and who were her brothers and sisters um, without superpowers so she was kind of selling them out to make money off of this book and so when they all come together after their dad dies she's like they all fucking hate her for some reason <laughs> and I get that you would a bit because of the book and whatever but they weren't they didn't seem to be that that bothered about other who what other people thought of them or whatever. 
Um, and then the one who you think would care about that sort of thing, that maybe it had ruined her public image. Um, oh, what's her name? I can't remember. The one who can tell people what to do. She's the one who's closest with um, Vanya. And the fact that all these other characters are just, it's like such assholes towards her. And it's like, it's like one of the first things you're introduced with the characters is um, how they react when they all come back together in the first episode. And they're all so mean to her. And I'm just like, I don't like any of you. <laughs> You're all assholes. Assholes with powers. That's how you that's how I felt. You know? But the first the second series, there's enough going on with Vanya where it kind of Vanya, yeah, that's her character's name. Where she has things to do that don't involve the the rest of the family. And when they do come in they're kind of more because of the what happened last series. They're more kind of inclusive and whatever. I've got no problem with like she's the outsider and whatever. But they're all so fucking mean to her, you know. That makes you not like them. That's that's from what I can remember about the first series, anyway. That's a, that's a, that's a yeah. That's one of the reasons I didn't watch it when it first came out. The the second series because I just I just remember thinking this show was fine, but. Whatever, but the second series, yeah, good. And also, one of the characters who I thought was a bit meh in series one, Diego, the Mexican guy who can throw shit. He's like the best character in series two. He's been given, he's given so much more to do. And um, the way he plays off this girl who he's, who he's partnered up with is really good for like the first half of the first of the second series. And I love the fucking, um, what's it called? The council or whatever. The, where they have to they, they deal with time and it's just like a boring office and there's just like all these dudes in briefcases and they have to go and go through time and like fix problems and there's like a switchboard where they have to unplug stuff and plug stuff in I thought all oh, that was fucking great and there's just these weird like weird things that go on you know like weird um visuals here and there like there's a, the, the dude who's in charge of the council he's just like a dude with like a fish bowl on his head <laughs> And he's just got a fish in it, and, and the fish is the guy, and he's like smoking a cigarette, and it's like this is cool, right? <laughs> I had the guy who, the main guy from um, Green Day, no, My Chemical Romance, wrote Umbrella Academy, which I thought was interesting. And but from what I've, what I've also heard, that the comic book is complete is like very different from the the series. But yeah, if you if you're into that, you know, you could probably. I mean, I just remember I watched the recap of series one. I was like, all right, yeah, I kind of remember mostly what's going on. But yeah, I'm, I'm you know, from someone who went from I don't really give a shit about the show, even having watched it, I watched it so passively the first time, to then be like, yeah, I'm excited for series three because it ends off in a, in a nice way that gets you excited for the next series. So. Um, yeah, give it a watch. It's on Netflix. Also on Netflix, this is now the Netflix show. All I do is review stuff that's on Netflix. Having said that, I'm about to just talk about another show that I watched, which uh, is on Sky. So I watched it on Now TV, which is like $7.99 a month. If you've got Now TV for the entertainment, no, the TV package. I think it's just called the entertainment package. I don't know. It's the same. I watched uh, Brassic on there with Joe Gilgan. And this this show is kind of similar in a way. It's the new, um, so Carl Pilkington from you know Idiot Abroad, famously Ricky Gervais's friend who used to do the podcast with. 
he um he has since gone off and done his own thing and and he's an actor now he's like a t- there's a tv show called sick of it and the first series came out last year or the year before where he basically plays himself but he also plays the inner voice of himself who's like a physical person and the two carls go about and he's like i'm sick of this i'm sick of that and there's like a little story only 10 episodes long 30 minute or well, you know 25 minute episodes where he's just like a cab driver and he lives with his aunt and he just has a little life and he just moans about stuff and there's little little triumphs here and there, you know, just sort of basic story. And yeah, series two came out. Series one was pretty good. I remember thinking it was light watching, easy to digest, 10 episodes, maybe even less, can't remember. Um, series two came out, didn't really get a chance to get around to watching it when it first came out, but I was like, fuck it, let's watch it now. I don't know, it's there. I uh, can't remember how it came about. I was just fucking sure. I mean, I, I listened to the Ricky Gervais show, like old episodes of the XFM show, pretty, pretty, um, pretty regularly. It's like a bit of like a rabbit hole with those three guys. Like, if you get caught in watching the Ricky Gervais show or The Office, I'll find myself just watching like extras, and then because of extras, I'll go back to watching Ricky Gervais show, and then I'll watch like Idiot Abroad. It's just like a whole kind of <laughs> like not like a it's not like a cinematic universe, but if you've watched one quickly, you'll just I've, I just always always find myself just maneuvering into another one, you know, into another Merchant and Gervais sort of um, era. I've never watched Cemetery Dun- Junction though. I'd like to watch that. Um, that's the film they did after they did Extras. Never never seen it, but I'll watch that at some point and I'll talk about it on the show possibly. But yeah, the second series, Sick of It, is better, I think. It's, it's got... Um, the more stuff happens in an episode. Like, there's an actual... There's more of a through line. There's more of a consistent serialized sort of drive towards the show. Like, his aunt hired a new carer called Ruby. And she's in the show. And the actress who plays her is really good. She's, like, fun-loving and the complete antithesis of Carl who's just you know grumpy all the time and wants to be alone and doesn't want to be bothered and she's there and she's trying to make him have fun and you know so that was you know nice nice add to the show which I liked um plus there's some nice what was I think yeah there's some nice like cinematography in the show they've upped the like production value you know it's nice looking nice lighting and there's moments in the flat it's like an old lady's flat, so there's nice colours and stuff, but they use the, the dusty area. It feels like just... It, it really feels like a, a house in London that's like an old house, an old lady's house. Um, and yeah, there's just, just nice, nicer production value, especially towards the end when they kind of go to a completely different location and they film in there. There's, wow, there's one scene... Yeah, it's, it's in like a bar or a club... And it feels really like film noir, you know, which is, or like Scorsese-esque. Is that too much praise to say that it's Scorsese-esque in the fucking show starring Carl Pilkington? But in that way where he's just, he's all he's doing, they're in like a bar and he, they're watching like a stand-up comedian, but it's really, it's filmed, it's filmed very deliberately, you know? Like like creative decisions were made for this kind of for this show, 
where it's interesting, you know. So if you get a chance and you like Carl Pilkington, then and he's he's a good actor as well, you know. I always thought he could act though. I always thought he could probably do that because when he was on the X Adventure, he used to do this segment where he just edit himself into a film and he'd do like a funny skit because everyone thinks of him as like this idiot because of how it's been portrayed but and he's he is like the way he talks is kind of simple but he's got funny he, he's deliberate about what he's saying you know he's he is putting on a performance kind of when he plays that role on the podcast you know in a way that's what. That's just my theory, anyway. And for some people, got theories about him. You know, I, I, I think he's probably just way smarter than everyone else is. No, everyone gives him credit for. And he's just allowed him. He's just allowed that kind of mystique to build up, and he's just fine with it. You know, because he is just a normal guy, and he doesn't want. I don't know what we're going on about. Well, um, my gum is really playing up. <laughs> Fucking shit. So I'm gonna have to. Gonna have to go, but um, thanks for listening. I'll just check the emails, do the email segment, the famous email segment, everyone's famous seg- favorite segment. Um, <laughs> so if you want to reach the show, it's dis- dishboymax at gmail.com. And uh, oh, you just send me literally any, any email, anything, and it will get answered on this podcast. Guaranteed. Uh, and this week I have no emails again. <laughs> so uh, if you want to fill my inbox with one email, then do please. It's at dishboymax at gmail.com. Funny articles, you know, a funny story you have, fucking a recommendation. If you want to talk to me about something that I've talked about, you know, something that you feel like I didn't, I butchered or didn't know much about, then just fucking just, just send me an email dishboymax at gmail.com that's why I ask you know why I don't it's a part of a reason why I feel like no one fucking sends me emails because I do get some views on Spotify I get like you know 20 listens <laughs> an episode uh, I feel like it's because I plug the maybe it's because I plug the email right at the end of the show and no one gets this far <laughs> which is fine but maybe I should be like What's up, gangsters? We're back for another episode of Dishcast. If you want to send me an email, it's at dishboymax.gmail.com. Then maybe people will send it in, but I forgot to do that. So next week, if I do one next week, then that's when I'll do it. Um, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Cheers. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.